Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is May 8th, 2020. Uh, hopefully you've been having a good one. Uh, I sure as hell have. Um, got a bonus little food corner for you. Um, we had a little delayed Cinco de Mayo. It was a good time. We did tacos and margaritas. Um, like some fresh guac. We had some carnitas. We had some vegetarian al pastor. Um, some fresh salsas. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. I had a good time. Um, also, I found a good coffee hack um, over the weekend. Add butter to your coffee. Um, it's definitely made my creamer problem that I've had that I was talking about last week a little bit easier, a little bit more palatable. So, hooray. Um, other than that, we can get into some news, though. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. Um, this is a story of maybe the new Bonnie and Clyde, if you will. Um, Vicky White and Casey White, no relation. They aren't married, uh, nor related. Um, but essentially, it takes place in, like, Alabama. Um, I heard about this top of the week. It's still going on seemingly into the next week. Um, but they are on the run. Uh, Casey White, who is 38, and I believe Vicky White, who is 52, 56, I'm sorry. So yeah, Casey White, 38, Vicky White, 56. Um, she is like, I believe a sheriff deputy or like kind of like a corrections type officer situation. Um, she was supposed to be, yeah, okay, she was a corrections officer. Um, I, I don't know how the whole deputy sheriffing thing works in that regard but uh essentially they had i guess developed a rapport and um like kind of met like star-crossed lovers prisons edition um she was like skirting him like extra food and stuff and like favors um but then he was like escorted to a new prison um now those are you know alleged from like other prisoners and stuff um but i guess apparently they were able to keep a correspondence and um she started, like, making, like, really big moves. She sold her house for, like, way under market value. Um, just, I guess, selling stuff, you know, gathering money. Um, she bought a new car, which she then placed at, I believe, like, like a strip mall kind of situation outside of a store. And um, when she went to go do a, tri- a prisoner transfer situation or prisoner, like, escort I guess like taking him somewhere. I think I think it was supposed to be for some medical thing. Um, she was supposed to have it by two sworn deputies, but she's like, nah, fuck that. I'll take him, which is a rules violation. You're not supposed to do that. But sh- they escaped more or less from there, um, and then they've been on the run since. Obviously, since this since this has been found out, she's been like fired. Um, there's been warrants out for both of them. Um, also it's, it's crazy too, cause I think she was like set to retire at the end of April and then this, all this shit just popped off. Um, so I mean, that's wild. Um, but I mean, Hey, love makes you do crazy things, right? Uh, so I'll definitely keep you posted. The more I find about that, I got that from CNN, sorry. Um, and some other news, uh, I got this from ABC news, uh, and also Yahoo Entertainment, I believe Rolling Stone potentially. Um, but comedian Dave Chappelle attacked on stage at Netflix show in Los Angeles. Um, so this was like pretty wild news. I was, you know, kind of surprised, shocked to hear that. 
Um, essentially, I guess the man went by, is Isaiah Lee. He's 23 years old. Um, this was at a Nef- like a Netflix comedy show festival thing. It was called Netflix is a Joke Fest. Um, it was in between, like, Dave Chappelle was, like, introducing, um, like, a rap group or, or something like that. Um, and then he just gets bum-rushed by, you know, a random person in the crowd. This was Isaiah Lee. Um, they tussle for, like, a quick bit. Um, the next, you know, he's, like, trying to run off security, like, gets him and stomps him, like, backstage or what have you as he's trying to run backstage. Um, Dave Chappelle gets up, you know, says, oh, they're, they're stomping him. He tries to stop it, get him off stage. And then he makes, like, a, a joke, like, oh, I bet that was a trans man. Um, so, essentially, obviously, that last part leaves a really gross note in my mouth. You know, I don't like that. But it is one of those situations where, you know, it's never okay to just come and assault, you know, a comedian. For whatever reason. Um, but it does also seem that, like, getting into some of the details... Um, that Azalee might be going through some, you know, mental health issues, uh, just maybe like, like a lot's going on in his life. Uh, apparently, apparently Dave Chappelle, like, was able to convince the cops to, like, let him talk to him. Um, and he said, like, his grandma passed away, um, and she's, like, they're, like, from Brooklyn, and he wanted to, like, do something big, get a lot of attention, and, um, I guess raise awareness to stuff like that that was going on. Like, I guess maybe like potential gentrification type, type beat. I don't know. But, um, essentially, you know, Dave Chappelle then goes on to do like a little after show bit at another place with like Chris Rock. Also Chris Rock, after that altercation, like immediately runs up or something like, he's like, oh, is Will Smith here? <laughs> um, so anyway, they're kind of like trade in jokes or whatever at this comedy show thing. And, um, you know, I guess Chappelle goes, well, at least you got slapped by someone of repute. And then, um, he, like, Chris Rock's like, yeah, I got slapped by, like, the softest, like, rapper in the world. Like, and then he's like, yeah, but the guy who slapped me was, like, homeless. So I, I, I do think both, like, the jokes are kind of, like, extra. The trans joke, the joke on him being, like, a homeless person, uh, which is something that, like, you know, is an issue because, like, his lawyer was fighting for a bail just uh with no money like no fine because you know he's trying to get home and he apparently has like uh some sheltering issues and like he needed to like be there to like get it all sorted out but um the bail was set at like 30,000 also Dave Chappelle's uh lawyer team and I guess Dave Chappelle was upset because they felt that he should be tried as like a felony charge and they didn't do that uh there was a weapon involved it was like a little gun knife it was like a replica gun really shitty looking gun but it had a little knife you could pull out like a pocket knife um oh i got a burp (laughs) sorry um so it was a little pocket knife situation and um he didn't get to pull it out on dave Chappelle. he initially ran tackled him tussle tussle um as he was running back, it's alleged that he tried to, like, make a reach for it, but then got, like, not, it got knocked out of his hand or something, and they just beat him to bits. Um, but essentially, they're saying, hey, he really didn't get a chance to use it, so we're not trying to, like, charge him for that. It's a big difference, so we're not doing that. 
Um, so there was some outrage there. Um, I'm sure comedians mad, comedians mad, comedians mad, because oh my god, I, I saw I saw a random little article about Kevin Hart's like, yeah, no, he needed to get stomped out. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, don't get me wrong. It's it's you should never go and attack anyone on stage. Like that should be a safe place. It doesn't matter whether you like what the person's saying or not. Whatever the reason you want to go up there, there should be never a Pantera situation, if you will. Um, no one should be getting hurt, killed, whatever on stage. Period. But like, I don't know. People act like oh, there should be like capital violence if you make this offense. Like yeah, you deserve to get like curb stomped. Like it's ridiculous. Like shut up. You're like five four, bro. <laughs> um. We can move on now. I'm getting a little testy. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, ABC News. Jim Psaki leaving White House. Biden names first openly. Uh, first, I was about to say openly black. Uh, first black openly gay press secretary to replace her. Uh, so this is like big news. Uh, you know, Biden doing the black thing, Jack. Um, but, you know, when you have like a press secretary change, I feel like that's like interesting to talk about especially when it is someone who is a a diverse pick if i say so myself so and i will (laughs) but um and also i'm i'm i don't know if it's been noted or not but i'm a jen Psaki fan it's one of the weird blue hog things about me i'm like oh okay i like her and i also like the the new pick as well um the deputy uh kareene jean pierre um she's very qualified for the job she served under the obama biden administration and she just kind of worked her way up into where she is now um also i believe her partner is a cnn reporter um that might be potentially an issue that people talk about or what have you i think i've heard that on like some random other like articles but um still very interesting historic apparently there was another pick another person who has done the job during the HW administration. If I can find the name on here. Uh, might have gone too far. Judy Smith. Um, she was like the first black woman to address journalists in the press briefing room. Um, but she didn't have the official title when she did that. She, I guess she got it after or something. So, you know, she, you know, Jean Pierre is getting like dibs here. Um, so flowers there. Cool there. Um, also in some, like, local state news for Ohioans, um, us corn cobs over here, um, let's see, uh, J.D. Vance wins Ohio GOP Senate primary, will face Tim Ryan in November. Now, um, J.D. Vance, I'm personally not a fan of, but honestly, if you look at all of the Republican candidates, um, for the job, they're all trash, um, not fun (laughs) um so i did want to kind of talk about the primary a little bit it was kind of going on in the news cycle a little bit some of the podcasts i listened to um but yeah jd vance is kind of a a character if you will uh he was a venture capitalist is a venture capitalist um turned author he made a book um called the hillbilly elegy um apparently like it's about his like middletown ohio story from like rags to riches and all the drugs and craziness along the way. I don't fucking know. Um, but he he kind of uses, apparently, like, it, it might have gotten turned into a movie by, like, Ron Howard. Um, Opie from uh, Andy Griffin Show. Um, but, yeah. So, I mean, he flipped it into some big deal stuff. 
But it's a weird kind of 180 because essentially he was the kind of Republican-esque guy who was supposed to be moderate-ish and um, he's supposed to be quote-unquote sensible and be like, oh yeah, when Trump was like peaking in 2016, yeah, dude's an idiot. Like, nah, he's dumb. Like, you know, he's going to lead the country into a bunch of bullshit, which he did. But um, essentially the, the story of J.D. Vance is a story of a lot of Republican politicians right now who have really had to do a Lord of the Fly style campaign where you're flirting with Donald Trump either directly in Merlago, like coming to his office, fighting, sparring off with like other politicians for, you know, an endorsement he may or may not give you. Um, or you're making weird campaigns to get you on Fox News or blow up on the internet and get his attention. Um, and if he gives you the nod, that's like the Midas touch right now. Um, and J.D. Vance really proved it. Um, apparently, Donald Trump has been pretty tactical in the places that he kind of lost and like didn't back him on the stop the steal bullshit. So he's been really trying to like reinforce that shit and like come back in a big way, potentially. So, you know, the fight in Pennsylvania has been big uh, with like Dr. Oz as his endorsement. But people didn't expect J.D. Vance because he talked all his shit. But J.D. Vance, like I said, the 180, he's, I love you, Donald, you're the best. I'm sorry. (laughs) And it worked. Um, A lot of the other candidates who were sucking it as hard as they could were shocked to see that, no, I I actually do like this J.D. Vance guy. Even though he got his name wrong in Impressor and called him the other guy, who he also called his name. He didn't really know what he was doing. He's just there thumbing up <laughs> but um that bump was what he needed he got the the push he needs and he won the primary for the republicans so we'll see what happens there um i guess his you know the person he's gonna be running against is tim ryan someone who's trying to pull the whole moderate democrat and yada yada bullshit which i don't know maybe would have gotten my attention and i would have appreciated like three five years ago but I don't know. The way I'm looking at things nowadays, I just feel like it's bullshit. I kind of don't even care. But, I mean, hey, I definitely wouldn't want a Republican to win. But who knows, man? The way way politics have been going, shit has been shitty. And that's the way it kind of always goes. It's not like it's a new thing. I'm just new to it. Um, But, yeah, wanted to cover that real quick. I got to one last thing before we go. And, you know, we got to do our traditional breaky break. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Ooh. Make it feel good. All right. <coughs> um, got this from CBS News. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. <coughs> this is very unprofessional. <laughs> uh, there was a desperate search. I got this from CBS News. Sorry. There was a desperate search for survivors and Cuba hotel explosion as death toll rises to at least 27. So this is at the hotel Saratoga in Havana, Cuba, um, 96 room hotel. It's very nice looking hotel. Um, but sadly there was like, I guess like a natural gas leak is reportedly the reason for the explosion. At least that's kind of the details that we have. And there were 27 people 
who are estimated to be dead now, and then there are 81 people who are injured. Um, so really sad to hear that, um, you know, there are details if you wanted to go look into it, see that. But, um, you know, our thoughts and prayers go out to, um, you know, the families involved. That shit sucks. It's definitely the last thing Cuba needs, all the stuff that's going on right now. Um, but yeah, um, so that's pretty much it. Uh, to close off, I definitely wanted to do a happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. If you're a mom listening, thank you so much. Um, Lord knows I wouldn't be out, I wouldn't be here without a mom. So, you know, shout out. I had two actually, so that was dope. Um, but yeah, for sure. Uh, hopefully it's a good one. Hopefully it's flowery and nice. Um, and yeah, hopefully you're just having a good one whenever, whatever day you're listening to this, whatever time. Um, shill corner shill mode um let's see i got a patreon that's patreon.com slash isaiah news um any dollar donation we really appreciate um five dollars will get you a special tier donation you get discord access and you also get a shout out on the podcast i say a name talk about whatever you want to talk about you know that kind of stuff you do for capitalism (laughs) But yeah, also because I love you. Um, and I love money. But yeah, that's about it. I hope you guys have an amazing week. Uh, positive vibrations to ya. Um, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. Love ya. Bye-bye. Mwah.